0: Today on the show, we have Adam Lyons. We're so excited, and I'm excited for you to meet him because he is one of my favorite mentors. He is amazing. Adam has won two ClickFunnels, two Comic Club Awards, uh, War Room Wicked Smart Award in 2021, and Adam has generated over eight figures of revenue, Revenue helping his own company while still having time to play games and travel the world and spend lots of time with his family, Adam is ridiculous he is crazy and I am so excited to share him with you guys today on today's episode let's cue the intro and we'll jump right in Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. Adam, thank you so much for joining us today. It is a pleasure. Dude, thank you so much for having me. What a cool intro. That was great. Thanks. Appreciate it. We have a great time. We uh, we love this concept and idea of choreography. Both of us are past uh, professional ballroom dancers, we used to dance on the circuit. And so we've kind of attached to the choreography side of business and started working on that end. And so we love to be able to share with our audience uh, some incredible people like yourself that have kind of figured out the choreography of business in the background. So thank you so much for joining us. And I'll start off the first question with, you know, life has a way of kind of throwing choreography at us, right? And we're just trying to figure out like how we can dance through it. Tell us a little bit about your story and how you choreographed yourself to get to this point. Man, it's such a
1: long journey. Um, I, I grew up crazy poor. My, my mom was a dancer, actually. She's a, a, a stripper. I don't know if that counts as a dancer. She <laughs> was a stripper. Um, she actually, fun fact about choreography, she made me do ballet for like three years before she let me do martial arts. So, um, oh, nice. So strong foundation in ballet, you know, which always helps uh, with kickboxing. And then I, um, after that, um, my, my dad was a janitor. I mean, basically, I grew up with nothing, no inspiration, no help. Everything was hard. And uh, I fell into entrepreneurship through a lot of trial and error. I woke up one day running a business. I didn't really know what I was doing. And then the bills <laughs> started melting up, you know, I'm talking about choreography being thrown at you. And um, and I realized that if I was going to get good at it, I had to stop being good at my profession and start being good at running a business. And they're not the nice. same skill. And I realized that many other people have this same problem. And then when I got into uh, mergers and acquisitions, uh, which is kind of more what I do now, um, I realized that anytime I, I buy a company, I can essentially flip them. I can buy them at a discount and tidy them up and then sell them. And I realized
0: that's what I love doing. So that's what it nice. is. That's amazing. You know, we've all had sort of a moment that, that sent us down the rabbit hole of the thing that we love to do. And, and like you just described, you like to, to be able to flip these businesses, but I've heard so many of your stories and I've heard so many of the cool things that you've done. What was it that kind of really kicked you over to go down that rabbit hole of doing all of this stuff? Um, I think it always comes out of necessity, right? So
1: I remember I got voted number one in the world um, at uh, you know my my expertise back in the day. I was in the, the dating niche first of all, and I couldn't pay my mortgage bill. And oh it's really hard to go from everyone cheering and applauding you and giving you plaques, and then you're home. And there's a bill you can't pay that's like two grand, you know? Right. And that was the big thing. That was when I realized, okay, I need to I need to rethink life. This isn't okay. And that's when I started learning business. And um, I did the usual. I, I bought books, but I also hired a mentor. And um, <clears throat> within about a year, I was making so much money. I was making as much as my mentor was. And um, My mentor said to me, you need somebody bigger than me and introduced me to his mentor, which is a guy by the name of Roland Frazier. And uh, I just basically decided that I was just going to do whatever it took to get Roland Fraser to help me. Uh, including spending very large sums of money, but what he said worked and I had made more and more and more. And then I, I started developing my own little te- techniques and tweaks as you do, you know, you find little things and then I started helping a couple of other companies and then people wanted to pay me money and do that. And then before you know it, I'm a you know, pretty
0: well-known expert in the subject. I love it. I love it. And I, you know, we just, you just learn to do what Roland says. That's it. Just do, it. do what Roland says. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, you know, uh,
1: it, it's from the richest man in Babylon, right? It's um, if you're going to listen to, or if you're going to learn about a subject, always hire an expert in that subject. Um, right. So, you know, whereas Roland's phenomenal uh, mergers and acquisitions, uh, which is what he does, um, I found a, a real specialty for me in customer insight reports and upsells. And right. And I found that these two things, uh, make a big difference you know if you if you buy a company you're out of you're out of money or you spent some money and uh, you gotta find some money and then you go into that company and you use customer insight reports and upsells and, and suddenly you generate a whole bunch of money out of nowhere and it's it's often that that initial boost of cash that comes in that can help you really make a difference on the bottom line of a company and i find that nowadays most companies that are struggling that's what they want They're Like, man i just wish i had an extra quarter million dollars you know just <laughs> really helped this month you know and um and it's really doable so
0: yeah yeah you alluded to sort of some of the downtimes, but can you tell us about one of the hail marys that you've had to throw when everything was just falling yeah. apart and uh, you know I, I think it comes with the the territory of being an entrepreneur but tell us about one of them
1: it's actually how i got uh, one of the plaques behind me um i uh, i'd had the best year of of our of our career so far it's back probably about six years ago, seven, maybe, uh, but it was the best career uh, move we'd ever had, you know, best results ever. And um, we decided to celebrate with a three week vacation. We're going to stop working for three weeks. And this was <laughs> um, going to be done on a cruise ship that left from Hong Kong and docked in Singapore. And then we would fly from Singapore to Shanghai and do two days of private consulting. There was a client out there that was willing to pay us. And then we'd come home and super looking forward to it. Uh, the only open loop was our tax bill, which we hadn't received yet, but we were told it's going to be $50,000. Um, so it's not going to be a problem. We had the money for it put aside. Um, and we were just looking forward to, you know, uh, going, going on vacation. Um, we got paid uh uh, 50K for the consultation, so 25K a day um, that we'd get at the end of the trip. So it was kind of like it was great. It was like we had the money put aside for the taxes. We can go on a three-week vacation, have 50 grand in our back pocket. And that was the kind of money we were doing back then. It was, wasn't a lot. And um, as we're leaving, we're walking out the door. Um, the the bill arrives, the tax bill arrives. My, my fiance, she's my girlfriend at the time, she goes to grab it. I'm like, don't, don't do it. Look at it we get back. What are we going to do over the next three weeks? Like, it's fine. Like, the bill's in. We've got the money. The accountant will handle it. It's all approved. Just, just leave it. Like I knew there was something wrong, you know, like I don't know how I knew, but I knew. And so she opens it and it was half a million dollars. The, uh, the, the bookkeeper, or the accountant, whoever, they put zero in the wrong place, the decimal point. It was half a million, not 50,000. So. Oh my gosh. We're in a cab on the way to the, first of all, she wanted to cancel. And I was like, we can't cancel. We spent, we spent 18 grand on the vacation. It's a big vacation and uh, no refunds, you know? So I was like, we have to go. And uh, she's having a panic attack on the way there. We're, we're freaking out. It was a 20 hour trip to get to Hong Kong. And the whole trip, she was just like freaking out, you know, like, should we get a snack on the plane? No, it costs money. You know, like, and I was like, $5 isn't going to help us, you know, like, there's a lot of $5 we're going to need, you know, right. a solution. So we get on the, on the boat on the beginning of the cruise ship, and it's like day one. I sit her down and I say, listen, we have to rethink everything we're doing. There's not – what we're currently doing cannot make the amount of money we need. It's, it's too big. I was like, we have to rethink everything we've ever done to work this out. And um, so we sat down and, and we looked at it. And I was like, we're going to need to systemize everything we do in the company so that we can scale it. Because at the moment, when we get too many clients, we 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 can't work anymore. So we do sell until we're full, work until we need cash, sell until we're full, work until we need cash. I was like, that's what we're doing. That's terrible. What we need is a system that we can sell, and it doesn't matter how often we sell it, and they work, um, they coexist. The very first thing we want to do is panic, so we stop panicking. The next thing we wanted to do was like build the, um, uh, the trainings that we we're going to do and the, and the products, and we want to do all this kind of stuff, the stuff that makes you feel good. And I was like, we're not going to do that either. And she said, why? I was like, there is nothing more that I would like to do than to sit on this boat and for the next three weeks brainstorm the systems and, and the coaching and programs and products and physical gifts and everything we're going to be doing. I was like, that's not happening. She said, like, what are we going to do? I was like, we're going to spend two days. And we're just going to outline what people want, based on our knowledge of seventeen. Well, at the time it was like eleven years of doing this. And then, after we've worked out what they want, we are going to write down the best thing that that we could ever deliver that would be deliverable via a system that doesn't need that doesn't need time. That we could have a thousand people and it would be the same as if there were three people. Yeah. I was like, and then we're going to spend the rest of the time selling freaking things. And she's like, what? I was like, yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to build it. We're going to sell it. We'll pick a start date beginning of January, January 1st. It was like October at the time. I was like, and that gives us between now in January to build it, but we have three weeks to sell it. Now let's sell it. And we sold for every day on the cruise. It was the same get up, eat breakfast. Um, if we were at sea, sit down, work, eat lunch, a little bit more work go have dinner, take the night off next day up breakfast, bit of work, lunch, bit of work, dinner, take the night off. And we did this every day. If we're, if we're in a location, it'd be like, get up, go on location, go and check it out. Come back for a late lunch, work until dinner, dinner, take the night off. So they were like half days. And we did this for 21 days or just under 21 days, 18 days, whatever it was. Wow. By the time we landed, um, by the time, like we, we got to Singapore, I remember we went to a, a coffee shop in Singapore. It wasn't a Starbucks, but it looked like Starbucks, but it wasn't a Starbucks. We're in this coffee shop and um we'd made quarter of a million in sales.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. The most we'd ever made. And um and we hadn't even developed the product. So we're about to fly to uh, to Shanghai in a couple of days, and I was like, Well, why don't we film all the stuff we do with the private clients? And that will be the core component of the product. And then what we'll do is we'll ask everyone if that was good enough. And if not, then we'll, we'll redevelop it. So that's what we did. So we got paid $50,000 to develop that, pushed us up to like 320 grand by the, I mean, we almost had the half a million. Um, and uh, you know, as any business, person, obviously we didn't pay it off. We got a payment plan and we did it over time, And but it transformed the business. And we realized that we had this really simple, uh, what we called the smart blueprint. It was a, it was a smart thing to do. And we sat down and we worked out what this was. And then we duplicated it on every business that we ever did after that um and it was always the same if we ran a business and we didn't duplicate the smart blueprint it failed and so we realized quite rapidly okay we need to do this on on everything and uh, it was it was really simple it 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 starts with um we make sure that we have staffing systems in place who's going to do what And it's all outlined and everyone knows well before before you do anything and then we do the marketing so afterwards then we'd find out okay what do people want to buy we don't even say this is what we're going to sell So we haven't sold anything. We're just like, what do they want to buy? And that's the M part. And then for A is the audience. Who are we going to sell to? And then we try and build as big an audience as possible. And we don't think about um, going on social media. We buy it. We find somebody that's got an audience and just buy it. Yeah. And then uh, R is revenue. That's when the sales come in. And we just do tons of sales. Then at that point, we'll deliver the product. And that's when we move into T, which is testimonials. And then we collect all the testimonials. Rinse, repeat, cycle it through again, nice that's amazing, and that Absolutely. all
0: came from that from that moment that 's incredible,
1: yeah, I mean out of uh, you know out of the worst things in the world is where we get the best, right like a good example, I was talking to um, I have a, a psychology mentor she she helps me uh, understand human psychology it 's like a key component of selling, obviously, um, but um, anyway she 's an incredible person, she used to be the head of uh, psychology at the University of Oakland in California. And uh, we were talking yesterday and, uh, fa- fascinatingly, as we're sitting there and, and, and having this like whole discussion about, about people, um, and what drives people, she said it was in the worst moments in life during recessions and depressions that the biggest leaps happen. She right. goes, you remember before the 2008 recession, how many apps did you have on your phone? She goes, it was the 2008 recession that created the app economy because people sat indoors, they didn't have any money and they were downloading free games and they were using apps. And suddenly everyone's got apps on their, on their iPhone. It, it boomed. And she's right. like, and we can look at every major financial problem that has ever befallen humankind. And every single time there has been a big um, development or new technology that emerged out of it. Uh, we saw the same with, uh, with COVID obviously uh, with zoom uh, video meetings
0: just became the norm. Absolutely. It was crazy. We were using Zoom just prior to, to the pandemic and we had to teach the people that were, we were getting on a summit how to use Zoom. They had never used it before. And after the summit, it was, it's just commonplace now. It's amazing. Yeah, to, totally normal. Like to, to totally normal. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, looking at, at where you've come from and what you've done, now here you are running this, this great business and you're huge and what do you feel like are some of the biggest challenges of running a business that the size that you're running now? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I've learned that at different financial points, there
1: are different problems and different skill sets and different people are better at them, but zero to a million when you're in like that early startup phase, anyone can make a million dollars. You don't need a team. You can do it yourself. The hardest part is controlling you. Right at above one, when you get to two to five, the new problem becomes controlling a team. You don't have the budget for it, so you're always dealing with bad team members, and you aren't experienced at training them. So the combination of that's pretty bad. Um, After five, um, it gets a little bit easier, but one mistake can end you because the bills tend to be really huge. You have a lot of staff members, and you know you have like three or four bad months, and you're in trouble. Right Um, until you get to about twelve. Once you get to 12, everything sort of levels out and gets easier. That's why most people tend to sell between 12 and 15. That's usually when people sell their company, um, right. which in terms of mistakes, I think is a really bad thing uh, because they lose momentum. So you sell your company when it's worth, say, 14 million um, or it's doing 14 million, depending. And what happens then is um, you, you take a vacation, but you never get back at working. you forget what it's like. And before you know it, you're, you're kind of a nobody. And that's what I've seen uh, quite often. And then, then you move into the mergers and acquisitions game. Then it's about who can you buy, you know, merging with other companies, getting venture capital, and becoming bigger. I like the one to five. It's like my domain. Um, it's you know, quarter of a million dollars means a lot. Half a million dollars here and there means a lot. Um, so I, I like that. I um, the, the the owner of the business still cares about it. There's it's still right. passion. You know, over ten, the owners kind of treating it more like a corporate job and, you know, not really aware of what's going on fully. And that's the right. point, but they don't, they don't care as much. So I, I like that area. Um, the zero to one, isn't that fun for me? Um, too many wannabes, uh, but the, right. the one to five is nice. I like it. So that's kind of, kind of the op- the area I, I operate in. I like that domain. Sure.
0: What well, were two of the best hires as you were building out your uh, team that you've ever had?
1: My number one hire, without a doubt, is my uh, the woman that's now my fiance. Um, and we were dating, and she was a receptionist in an art gallery. And I was running my business, and I really needed a salesperson. It didn't even occur to me to hire her. She was just my girlfriend at the time. And um, she was doing a 12-hour day, and I wanted to take her to dinner, and she couldn't make it because she was working late. So I turned up at her place with her favorite food, and I walked in, and she collapsed crying. She was in pain. She'd sat in a chair for 12 hours straight. There was no food in the house, so she hadn't eaten. And there was her favorite meal right in front of her, all her favorite things. She goes, no one does this for me. And I was like, well, I'll do it for you. You know, I I love you. And uh, we'd been together about a year and a half at that point. And I was like, just, just work for me. Don't do this, you know. And she goes, I'm never going to work for you. She's like, I insist on not working for you. She's like, but you can hire me as a contractor. And the minute you treat me bad, I'm gone. I was like, that's fair. You know, I like that. And so I hired her as a freelance sales contractor and I taught her selling for a day. But so at the end of the day, she made 15 grand in sales. <laughs> and um, that was great. And so I paid her 10%. That was our deal, 10% of gross. And um, she stayed on 10% of gross since that day. And wow. she has her own her own private sales company where I'm the only client and uh, she tells me all the time that at any point I create any policy she doesn't like she's walking um <laughs> still, you know uh 10 years later uh, <laughs> they, now her paycheck is in you know in six figures and um but yeah but she's she's invaluable um and that's that's the number one hire
0: awesome.
1: um yeah the number two hire is my nanny um we've got a nice we got two nannies uh, one of them's full time and um she's so good. I almost didn't mention her. I almost skipped over at somebody else because I think her as a member of the family, but it's actually, it's really worth talking about because here's what this woman does. Um, we had guests over the weekend. I cook. So I had guests over. Uh, we had a chef come in Sunday um, to, to, to show off to some other guests. And we had like fresh oysters and stuff. Well, the kitchen was a steak. She walks in the whole house is a state. We haven't cleaned it for two days. She tidies up the whole house. I've got five children. She, runs them through school. She cooks, she cleans, she does the laundry. she She's their tutor. She plays with them. She took them on a, a date to the library last Friday and bought them all Chick-fil-A and they're all hanging out, you know, eating, you know, eating chicken and, and studying at the library together. I mean, she's just phenomenal. And uh, like today we're going to San Diego and between her and the other nanny, they'll take over 24 seven looking after our kids. I mean, you know, She's their mom as much as, as I'm their dad or, or, you know, my fiance is their mum, uh, because they spend more time with her than either of us. And that's not to say that we're not around. Um, you know, I spend every morning with my kids. I do breakfast with them. I come home at lunchtime and hang out with them. And like I said, I'm very strict. Something we picked up from that cruise is at dinner time, that's it. We're home and we're with the kids. But, but she's the one that, that spends the daytime with them. And what that did was it bought back all the time we were losing to being parents. And so we are parents, but, but we don't punish our kids. Not that we don't punish them. We don't need to, because she does. So we come home and we get informed if they're grounded. We get informed, like, what they're doing. And all <laughs> we, do, we, act, we act out what she says, you know. So they'll be like, oh, can I have some ice cream? I'm, like, I'm sorry. you know. Miss Celia says that you're grounded. It's like, yeah, I am. I'm, like, I'm sorry, I'd love to give you a snack, but you know the rules. Miss Celia's in charge. And so we divert. <laughs> you know,
0: it's like it's us. <laughs> so
1: nice. Um, but it's great because we're, we're very rarely the bad guys, you know, it's like, cause she sees it, not us. Um, and that doesn't mean we don't have to punish them, obviously, but most of the time it's pretty cool. So we get to, you know, really bond with them. And then like, uh, we get to do learning moments. I had my, um, my 12 year old, uh, was in my office today and I've got a rule. He has to study in my office for two hours a day because, you know, people pay me 25 grand a day to listen to me. He's my son. I was like, you sit in my office, get two hours of learning a day. And so I give him a book of my choice. He has to read my book. Uh, well, not my book, but a book that I've chosen for him. And he has to sit and listen. And um, and then what I'll do is once he finishes a few chapters, I'm like, all right, what did you learn? And then we discuss it and we talk about how that would apply practically um, in his world or as a business owner in the future or whatever it is. Um, because I've realized that that's, that's the best thing I can give my kids. It's not um, And not not to say they don't have discipline because my kids are very well behaved, but it's that I want them to learn what I've spent a lot of time learning. Um, and so, you know, as a parent, I get to do that. So long story short, my fiance and my nanny are the, the two best
0: <laughs> in my, uh, in my company out of something like 20 employees. Nice. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So here's, here's the challenge for you. Two yeah. sentences or less, if you can do it. All right. Three questions, two sentences or less for the answers. Let's see how you do. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On right. the spot. You got this. Easy. So. What is one of your favorite or greatest marketing strategies that you like to use?
1: To run a survey to all my past customers and ask them, what is one thing that we have yet to deliver for them that they wish we would. And then whatever it is that they say that they, that they want, we actually sell them on it, get the money in, then develop it afterwards. Um, And that way we know based on how many people that are there, um, how much, uh, how much effort we should put into developing, how big it should be.
0: I love that. Okay. What is one of the best or your favorite operational strategies that you like to use? Probably my favorite operational strategy with my team specifically is
1: um, we understand our core values in our company. And once a quarter, we sit down as a company and we draw the core values on the board. And the team have to state what they believe is a core value that they need to level up in. And we make it clear. It's not that you're failing. It's just one you want to make better. You might already be good, but you want to be great. And um, the, the reason I like this operational strategy is our core values were developed not by me, but by the team. So we Lovely. sat down as a company and I said to them, okay, what six qualities do I have that you wish you had better in, that you believe are contributing to the success of the company. And so the team brainstormed in the very first quarterly meeting where we did this and they said, well, you know, you kind of always do what you say you're going to do, Like you've never failed at that. So, and I know that I don't always do what I say I'm going to do. So, you know, I want to be able to do what I say I'm going to do. And so it's great. So I have six core values are very easy for me to follow because it's what other people believe is me. And, and I know is me. So I'm always a leader. And excelling in the core values because it's my personality. My team focus on trying to get them, and by them self analyzing the areas they need to improve. I don't need to say, "Hey, you need to improve at this." They, as a team, come and say, "You know, this is something I'm going to work on." And then, "Well, how are you going to work on it?" And they outline a strategy. And we
0: do this every quarter, um, and then we eat steak dinners. But that's um, that's how we do <laughs> that. <get it. laughs> I love that. Okay, and last one: What's your favorite sales strategy?
1: Man, see, this is this is the hardest one to do in a uh, in a couple of lines because um, <laughs> cause I'll, cause I'll blow you away and I'll tell you like a, I'll tell you a sales script that crushes. <laughs> um, and uh, the the way that we do it is we'll say something like this: we'll be like, um, uh, "If you're trying to level up, insert whatever it is here, like you know your your toothbrush game, whatever it is, right? It can be a physical part. Doesn't If you're trying to level up this, you say, um." then I'm going to tell you exactly what it takes to get to make the big promise, whatever it is, right? So to to get the perfect, to see teeth you've ever had. Say so now, 1% of the people watching this video, you don't need to watch it. You can turn off now. You're watching it because you think I can make your teeth whiter. You already have perfect white teeth. You know what you're doing. Nothing I'm going to share with you is going to blow you away. You can leave. You can go away. This isn't for you. So then there's like 95% of people, you're watching the video and you're never going to do it. You know who you are. You are lazy. And I, you know, with love, you may as well stop watching as well. You. But there's like 4% of you. And you know you could be doing a little bit better. But you're not sure what you should be doing. And you wish you had the information that the top 1% of people have. But they're not around because you know, they've got other stuff to do. You guys I want to talk to. Because you guys, I want to show you the secret source that these other guys have spent a while learning. And I'm going to tell you exactly how to get the best toothbrush or, or whatever the thing is you're selling, right? Um, and then she goes, so come with me and let me take you on this journey. And that's when you say, look, um, here's some people I've already helped. So you show examples, right? So these are people. And the reason we help them is because, and then you're going to give evidence. It's, it's because there was a, a study done by a bunch of dentists on what is the best toothbrush or, you know, because whatever this big expert thing is. So then I discovered it because I used to struggle as well. This is what my teeth used to do. It's terrible. Um, and I tried all these different things, you know, list all the other competitors, list this, this, none of it worked. Then I found that study that I shared with you and I realized I needed one specific thing. That one specific thing was this. And it helped me work out that it wasn't about the toothpaste. It was about the toothbrush. Bad toothbrush doesn't get with your teeth. You need the right toothbrush. And so I, I found this one toothbrush. It was very expensive. And uh, I bought it, and then it needed replacing. And every time I had to replace it, it hurt, but I had great white teeth. Everyone told me, great. So I decided it was a, 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 a justifiable expense. But I started questioning how easy it would be if I wanted to develop my own. And so I started looking into it, did all the processes. This is the journey that I went on. We found and we developed this amazing toothbrush. Now, don't take my word for it. Listen to a few more people tell you what they think about the toothbrush. So the previous testimonial was showing the results. Now we're showing people talk about the toothbrush. It's like, oh, it's great. Oh, it's great. It's great. Say hello. Um, I'd like to sell it to you right now. As I already told you, the previous toothbrush I paid a lot of money for was this. Um, you're probably used to paying this. What's going to blow your way is what we've developed. It's not either of these two prices. It's actually less than both. And as an added bonus, we're going to throw in the toothpaste that is actually the one you should be using All these other dentists recommend, but only if you take action right now. So you click on the link on the bottom of the page. So this is where the sales pitch comes in. And then you give a guarantee. You go, look, if you don't like it, been 30 days, you can send it back even if you've used it. We don't care; we'll just take it back. Um And then you're going to cover frequently asked questions. You know, these are common questions you might ask: How do we send it back? Um, You know, are these are they real? Can I buy it on Amazon? Blah blah blah. blah. What's that? And then at the very end, do the pitch again one more time.
0: That's it, and it crushes. I love, it. love it. it. Took longer than two sentences. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I everybody needs to come back and watch that about a hundred times and write down all their notes. <laughs> yeah. Adam, you are amazing, and I am so happy that you came and joined us on the show today because uh, just in in our bit of time that we've had with you so far, you are always over-delivering. De- over You're always giving us your heart and soul in what you do, and I can't even express to our audience right now how much we've learned from you along the journey, and this episode is no exception, and if you guys out there watching have any clue at all, you're going to go and you're going to look this guy up. You're going to, you're going to learn from him because he is amazing. So that being said, what, where can they go to start learning about this? You talked a little bit earlier about the smart blueprint. Yeah. yeah. So
1: the smart um, We will um, analyze your website for free and give you like a, a breakdown of what we think you could be doing um, and, uh, and you know, where you are in your journey, what struggles you might be having. Um, we have a bunch of free trainings. There's a remarkably, there's, if you follow through, there's a, a secret blog post. Yeah, it's not that secret. You can find it pretty easy. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's crazy that I just posted about this today. The guy we hired to edit the blog post, he's a bit of an SEO expert. He runs his own travel agency company. Well, he, halfway through doing the blog post, figured he would test some of the things in this blog post. <laughs> seventy thousand dollars. He sent us a testimonial today, being like, "I made seventy thousand in revenue." He's like, "It was worth like I didn't. I should have not charged you." You know, he was like, "I can't believe it." Um, and he was kind of doing the the edit for us as a side thing, as a favor. So, so he became like the biggest fan of it. And he only implemented one thing that was in that entire article, and it's all it's all free. Just go there and get it. Um, and I always tell people, I, I don't want to charge for for information. If you want the information, it's free. It's all there. I'll charge you for implementation. If you want us to help you do it, you want our our guidance. Basically, if you take time away from my kids, I'm going to bill you for that. Um, and that's <laughs> what you're paying for. You're paying for me to, to not hang out with my kids. But, uh, but if you want to just go and get the basics and it's all there for free, go enjoy it.
0: I love it. Well, that's amazing. Guys, go check it out. It's there on the screen. If you're watching on video, if you're listening, it's thesmartblueprint.com. Go check it out. Get it right away. You need it. There's no doubt about it. Adam always over delivers. He is incredible. And I am so thankful that you joined us today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks.
1: Thanks for joining us today.
0: Want more business choreography?
1: Check out our website at bizchoreo.com to find out more.
0: And find out how the choreography for your marketing operations and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact. Remember,
1: every business needs choreography.